0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Concord Health Podcast. We've had a little bit of a uh, rebranding. It used to be the Concord Wealth Podcast, and we're going for a round two today with my guest Uri Lorenko. We had uh, we had a podcast already, but it went a bit uh, went a bit tits up, so to say, right? So <laughs> we actually got a really good podcast um, on the same subject as we're going to do today um, about golf and and how to improve your golf game as an amateur. Um, if you've got like restricted time or, or kind of a limited, you know, skill set or, 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 or access to a coach, for example, we done a great podcast. It was like an hour and a half long, but it just, um, we had a technical hitch with the audio and it just kind of couldn't go out there. So we had to delete it. So we're going to do this again today. Um, excuse my voice. Hopefully it won't be me doing much of the talking. I've got a bit of a croaky voice. Um, I got sick on this coronavirus lockdown thing, so luckily we got technology and we can still get things done anyway. So um, Uri, how are you? What's going on?
1: Yeah, good. All oh, well, thank God. Um, have, it didn't hit me like it. Well, it didn't hit me at all, thankfully. I'm self-isolated at home. Haven't seen anyone in a week. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. That's, that's I think that's
0: like the toughest thing for some people, right, is yeah, we're getting smashed up financially. Well, a lot of us are. A lot of people are, should I say. And um, we're, um, a lot of people are sick and unfortunately losing their lives. But there is the other part the loneliness for a lot of people is is quite psychologically can be damaging.
1: Yeah. Just going to distract yourself. Unfortunately, the golf courses are even closed, which that's really upset me. But, um, which I think they were one of the safest places to be because you're not near people. But, just going with what they're saying.
0: Why, why do you think, why, why is that? I mean, really, they could definitely be open, right? Or, or maybe not, I they don't know. Could. I
1: think they could, but I guess they just don't want too many people doing doing it. But I reckon I reckon people, the golf courses could manage it. You know, they could just have certain tee times, they could have bigger gaps between uh, uh, playing, they could have, you know, maximum, well, there's always a maximum of four people anyway, but just, you know, the, the golf course I played at last, last weekend or the week when before, um, just before the the, the lockdown here, they, uh, they they took all the rakes out of the bunkers, so no one would obviously handle them. They closed all the ball washing things, told everyone you know just leave the flags in, don't take the flags out, so you're not t- touching anything. And we all we all just kind of stuck to that, and we thought it was this is going to be great having all this free time to play golf. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: crazy times out there, man. I, I mean, everyone just needs to stay safe, stay safe, stay productive at home. Stay, stay isolated for now, and hopefully we can all come through it.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I've got loads of distractions, somewhere. am right.
0: <laughs> yeah, positive, good ones, <laughs> I hope. Um, so our, on the Concord Health podcast, we love talking about everything from, you know, anything to do with health, fitness, sports, money, finance, etc., um, and just kind of general mindset stuff. And we're going to blend a little bit of, of two or three of those things together today. Um, and the main focus is going to be, um, golf. So, so give everyone a little bit of a lowdown on your golf journey because I know you're a you're a great golfer. Um, yeah. I've seen you play myself. Um, you know, I don't, I don't. I used to work on a golf course. I don't play golf to any particular high level, but I know a good sportsman. When I see one being a sportsman myself and having trained a lot, so so tell us a bit about your journey and, and you know where you're at currently in your past, etc.
1: Well, um, I played golf from the ages of about 12. I started playing golf when I was 12 till, um, till 16. And I, I got to a good level at, at that age. I got down to a 12 handicap, which was not bad. And then I literally didn't touch a golf club for over 10 years. I think I was 26, 27 when I picked up a club again. And just fell in love with it like immediately. And I was, I'm one of those well, obsessed... You now? Uh, officially, I think I'm either a six or seven. I haven't been no, a member. No, no, no.
0: How, for the listeners, sorry.
1: How old are you now? How, how old am I? 32. Yeah. Almost That's 33. Cool. Getting old. Mm-hmm. Getting <laughs> so, wise. Getting uh, wise. Getting wise, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't play golf for 10 years then. I uh, just got obsessed and uh, just sort of playing more and more. Like literally, with, you know, with being a PT like you, we sometimes have gaps in the middle of the day. And I just literally, I went to the, to the golf range all the time. I, uh, I I played nine holes when I had a long enough gap. I played 18 if I had a quiet afternoon and I'd play most weekends. So I was one of the lucky ones where I, get, I got to spend a lot of time on golf. And I got down to, to a much better place than, I, than, than I'm than i at currently. The right now I'm playing definitely to my handicap. I'm playing like seven, eight, nine, sometimes higher than that because I only play once a week, sometimes twice a week if I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, but... I'm probably more consistent than I was back then, actually, just because I would have the amazing round where I'd play one, two under. This is obviously after about two years of getting back into it. But um, playing to a very, very good level, like I suppose you could say around around about the scratch level um, for golfers who you know about golf. And, yeah, I just uh, I played some some interesting amateur amateur competition. Nothing major, just for my, for the club I was a member at. And now I just do it socially because, um, you know, it's just, it's just good fun. It's good to network. It's good to have a laugh with your mates. We always have a little bit of a bet playing, whatever. But um, I've had to just kind of tweak the way I, I practice because I used to have a lot more free time. I used to have, you know, I wasn't as busy as I am with work now. I wasn't doing as many things. So I had the free time to go to the golf range. But I also realized that I was having too many lessons. These are things I wanted to talk to you about in, the, in this discussion anyway, but I started having too many lessons. I started having too,
0: too, too many lessons.
1: Too, I was having a lesson every week, which I think is way too much.
0: Interesting. We'll, um, we'll cross that bridge, okay.
1: Yeah, I want to, I would like to, if I could help anyone just with their golf, game, <laughs> if, yeah, I would tell them all, just through my experience, what I think are some of the mistakes I made. Yeah. But I was playing some seriously good golf. Then I, I had a, like, he was a really good coach. I'm not going to name names with anything or anything like that. But I think I just had too many tweaks made to my swing, tried to do too many, too many different things. And I started playing horrific golf for about a, a year, like maybe even a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, changed coach again. Then I also, again, he wasn't the right coach for me. I found a really amazing coach um, as well. And he's, he's awesome because he's not like, you need to see me every week. He's like, four, six weeks will be fine. Just practice once or twice a week. And he's simple. That's, that's the, the best bit of advice I could, find, I could give anyone is find a coach who makes things simple. If it's, if it's not simple, if there's loads of swing changes, if they try like what they call the bat, uh, band-aid or plaster, um, thing where they just try and fix something small every time you go and see them. They're not the right coach. You want someone who, you know, you can plan ahead, um, who simplifies everything for you. And you, one, you get on with the you trust. Those are the mm-hmm. main things. But now, you know, I play way more to my handicap and I play a hell of a lot less than I used to. I still have the occasional good round around I'm like one, two, three over par, which is awesome. But I also like, I didn't play golf. I, I broke my toe and I uh, had ligament damage in my left wrist, and the first round back, I played sixteen over. So, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying I'm an amazing golfer, but I'm a pretty good golfer compared to most.
0: So, what's what's the best handicap you've been at? Where where's the, the best place you've you've been? Just to give people an idea of how how good you've been at your
1: peak. Well, the thing about handicap, handicap takes a while to get down when you're at that level. But it was six. It was six official handicap. But I was people used to always say I was a bandit of six because I used to play. I used to play to a scratch level a bit. I played under par a whole bunch of times, but often, most often, or not. It was like more of a psychological thing, breaking par. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd say, well, my, my best handicap was six, but I um I played a hell of a lot lower than that a lot of times. Like okay. I played I've, I, actually for for one, just not me bragging, but for one, I played nine holes once with with a mate with two friends, and I shot six under par for nine holes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that,
0: so you have to be there has to be something in the locker to be a good golfer, to be yeah. a seriously good golfer, to be able to produce that even just once in in your life. I mean, I'm
1: sure you've done that. Um, on more well, than that I've never come close to that again. That was the one-off. That was the oh, one-off. I'm sure
0: you've had some amazing rounds oh, yeah. at a super high level on several occasions. But what interests me is that you, you have a full-time job. Um, more
1: you than know, that. You're, pretty much.
0: <laughs> and, and you're, you're still playing to a good level and improving. Whereas I've seen other sportsmen and golfers, I've, you know, I've got a lot of clients that are golfers and they will play four or five times a week. Some retired, some just have lots of time because their their job, um, their job type and they're still absolute garbage. So, I mean, what, what really is, is the secret? So anybody listening who loves golf, because it is very popular, what is the secret to improving your game and becoming a really good kind of, Competitive level golfer, or, or, or uh, you know, a, a just get your boom. handicap
1: down. That would be the main thing for most people. So I think, I think I, just the thing, the thing that most people want is to get their handicap down. So,
0: that, so that would be their main thing. But what what would be the secrets on kind of limited time?
1: Limited to be time able
0: is... to do that. So you know, you've obviously achieved that whilst not being able to play every single day, for example.
1: So what? what so for me personally. Look, I don't practice anywhere near as much as I used to. I used to sometimes practice 20 hours a week, like, mm. which is a ridiculous amount. But now now I've got my golf clubs just sitting over there by my front door. Um, now I will I'll practice probably once a week. Um, <laughs> when I say practice, I'm going to go to the range. Um, and then I also I'll just if my coach gives me some some drills to do a lot of the time he gives me drills to do without a club so there's one where I stand with my bum against the door or a wall lean forward and it's just practicing my rotation and stuff so there's, there's things like that there's loads of drills you can do at home and I just I just do that literally like ten fifteen times then I I, I get on with the rest of my day I'll I'll if I'm if I'm at home I'll swing a golf club I'll just practice without a ball yeah. visualization whatever but the main thing is practicing smart, which most people don't do. Like I see people at the range to 120 golf balls, um, sometimes more than two buckets of balls, and they just hit ball after ball after ball, and there's no, there's no thought process. Yeah. So, uh, for me personally, I'll never, ever, ever um, get more than 60 golf balls, because what I do is I'll make sure that 60 golf balls last me probably an hour. Right. I try to take a minute between every swing, between every shot should i say and i think about every shot i sometimes i play games at the range i will pretend i'm playing my course or a course i know very well where okay on the first hole it's a par five dog leg left i'm going to take driver okay so i put the ball down i can picture in my head how my how the, this this hole looks and using markers on the range and i'll hit my driver so if it's a shit drive. Yeah. I'll pretend that I'm playing around a, a tree for my next shot. So I have to play like a creative shot and I'm like, say, okay, I have to bend it around this flag and get it onto that green on the range kind of thing. You know, I'll do things like that. Then I'll, I'll, I'll if, I, if, I hit, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, then I'm just, or I'll, I'll literally practice a 60 yard chip just to like pitch out to a, at my range, we have these little trampoline things that are about 70 yards away. I'll try a chip to that. And then I, I practice that, those sorts of things. I'm creative with my, with my practice or The other um, end of the spectrum is that I will work out what my pros told me. I will literally take three, four, five practice swings before every single shot. Because as most golfers, even the ones that don't think about um, their practice, it's all about repetition. So what I'll do is I will practice the mechanics, whatever, practice, practice, practice. Then I'll stop and then I'll, I'll hit the shot. And then I'll do it again. And if the shot goes great, I, again, I will practice, practice, practice. If it's driver, I practice driver, you know, all different eyes. That's the thing about golf is very rarely all, you're firing at all cylinders. So you have to practice all parts of your game. And 99% of golfers know that the most important part of golf is pitching and putting. Mm. Uh, um, but most people don't practice that because it's not as fun as taking a driver.
0: So, so it's interesting, right? So, so let's say the average golfer, the average casual golfer, and they all do t- kind of take it really seriously. I've seen the guys. You know, they they'll get really competitive with their mates and they all want to get better and they play for some money. But the average golfer, he plays what? Two, maybe three times a week, I'd say? No, the-
1: no, way less. Did you think? do you think? Yeah, the the average golfer. Look, a lot of golfers. Like the
0: average casual golfer, what he plays with his mates once a week and goes to the range once a week, maybe.
1: Couple I'd say, I, I that I don't know because there's a lot of people that like I've got a big golf group on WhatsApp and there's there's about there's about eighteen of us in the group and there's only about six or seven that play weekly. Yeah. The others, the others sometimes only play a few times a year, but um, you know, for for those guys, like, the ones who play a few times a year, all I'd say is go to the range once before you play or get there early and warm up before so you can at least see where you're going wrong. So let's you're... say
0: let's say like the ones that take it a little bit more seriously will be listening oh, yeah. to because people that play a couple of times a year they're not going to listen to this podcast. They're not, they're no. not really interested. Um, once you know, a week at
1: least I say that
0: let's say like you're once a weekers, you're twice a week as it goes to the range once and, and plays yeah. with, with their mates once. What what do you think for those individuals would be the most important area of focus when it comes to practicing? Because your time is limited. So you don't want to waste your once a week that you've got to practice doing something that, that is kind of just pointless. So where would you, you think someone should well,
1: focus? I would say if you're going to the, I would see where your weaknesses are. So if it's just if it's driving, obviously get a lesson, uh, work on drive, and just just work on that one thing. Because a lot of it's mental. Like for me, my strongest part of my game used to be my driving. Now it's one of my weakest parts. Um, and I know a lot of it's psychological. So I know that the, the more I can like, in, like, see good drives on the range, the more I'm gonna perform, the, the more likely I'm going to gonna perform on the course again. So for me, it's just about getting the confidence back with that. But I would say you have to do a bit of everything, especially on the range. I would say be disciplined, take your time, think about your shots. Yeah. But another little small tip is, yeah, if you if you're only get to practice once a week, um, the best thing to do is get to the golf, golf course you're playing at just a little bit early, ten fifteen minutes, and just to practice your chipping and putting, so that you, um, especially the short putts. So people that understand golf, uh, you know, you're going to drop or make the most amount of uh, shots from within. I think it's about four feet. Yeah. So. Go practice the the around-the-world drill. Put like six, seven balls around the hole and just practice short putts. Just bang them in. uh, uh, Tap them in slowly so they drop on the last roll. Just practice short putts. Get confidence. Because you're actually going to hold more of those um, short putts. There's loads of drills I could talk about when it comes to that, but it's putting and chipping. So I would say you don't have to warm up properly. Just warm up at least with your putting and chipping.
0: Yeah, Yeah, makes sense. Okay, interesting. So... What, one thing that always interested me with you is that you've got one ridiculously long drive. Like, i seen your drive and I was like, holy holy fudge, like that. I mean, that that goes a long way. And that's not just me that said that. I know a lot of pros have said that to you as well. Yeah. Um, that you, your, your drive is ridiculously long. And that's something that a lot of people would love to have. They would love a super long drive. It's the, it's the um, one thing most people want. Yeah, and, and also, at the same time, I imagine it's... Um, as a as massive benefit, as long as you could be accurate, it's massively beneficial to have a, a long drive. What what do you think gives you such a long drive? Because you're not a huge guy, you're not so no, poor. Um, you know, like, yeah, some of these competitions you see in Vegas, for example, they're massive dudes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely huge. You're six foot four units and 250 pounds, some of these guys. So you're not a huge guy, but you're driving, you know near the level of some of them and, and like or near like McElroy's level um yeah I've, I've, um,
1: I, I'd have I've say that yeah I've hit some 400 yard drives and they haven't been windy those days either but yeah. normally it's about 320 330 so yeah I do drive the ball a long way and actually my theory is from the days we used to box all that because the boxing mechanics is very very simple so Along with health and fitness, if you guys want to drive further and get fit, then start boxing. So, So, so you're
0: saying, what you're saying for someone who's listening doesn't really understand is the twisting and the talking off the torso, Um, that kind of transverse rotational plane, power through that plane that you developed
1: over the years, you feel that's crossed over into golf. Definitely. Look, I think there is some genetics involved and whatever, um, but they, all that explosive training, we did. It, oh, I did it with you for, what, seven years? We used to box three, four, five times a week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it's that explosive power. It's a lot of the same. People don't realize that a right cross, if you're right-handed, that is a right, a right straight punch. You use a lot of the same mechanics as a, as a golf swing. So it's that constant, because golf is also very one-sided. It's, it uses more muscles on one side of the body more than the other. Yeah, um, They're all working, I'm pretty sure, but um, it's just like that right punch in boxing. So I would say it's that, and I also think uh, my first teacher, um, the one that actually ended up tweaking my swing too much, I, he gave me one of the best drills ever, which I think is why I hit the ball far. Is, it's about how to compress the ball. So when you, with golf... If you, if you look at all the, the, the golfers online, on TV, they always take divots like this. They like, like from anywhere from like there to like there. It's like ridiculous. Um, but that's because they compress the ball. They hit down on the ball. The ball then compresses and then expands. And that, that's what gets us to go further. So I'll just, uh, have I got anything here? Hold on, I've got a pen. And I'm using my diary just to describe this. So this, this is just some oil. <laughs> but imagine that's the golf ball. I will imagine this is a T-peg. I will put, obviously a T-peg is a lot shorter. I will put the, the, the T-peg like this and then I'll go like this far away. So I've lit the length of T-peg and I will try and take my club head away and, and uh, without hitting the T-peg and then come down and hit the ball without mm-hmm. hitting the T-peg. And that's, a, that's one of the best drills i ever got given. And that just teaches you to compress the ball, to hit down on the ball because that creates the, ball, the compression. That's what I so You can't hit, do that on driver. But with irons and hybrids and stuff, you will hit down and You'll take a nice, uh, clean divot. It won't hurt the hands or wrists. And that's another reason why you, the ball goes further. Plus, you create more spin, so there's more control. So I think there's that. Obviously, exercise, we know, you, we know, we know all the benefits of exercise. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, one thing is definitely, I, I believe that people, they don't appreciate how much transverse plane or rotational plane is in sport in general. You know, they, they they go for a run to get fit to play football, which which is fine, or to get fit to play a sport. But that most sports have a big degree of rotation in. Um, yeah. There's not a lot that don't. You know, all pretty much all team sports do: baseball, basketball, you know, cricket, football, rugby, etc. They they've all yeah. got a massive degree of twisting, turning and agility. I mean, I happen to do a sport that doesn't, but it's powerlifting. It's very, you know, just, just one, one plane. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but most sports do, and I think that, especially if you've got a young kid, if you're training them in that way, whether it be through boxing or via getting a trainer and that trainer focusing on those different planes of movement, that's going to cross over massively into to any sport. As you get a little bit older um, yeah, yeah. usually, and I mean it's definitely interesting you say you talk about the boxing crossing over into the power of your driving it's very interesting
1: yeah yeah definitely and look a lot of a lot of people who play golf play other sports as well, but one it's it's healthy Two, it, its it's Boxing is just great because it helps you, you know, who doesn't like smashing something, like punching something, whatever. It's good for stress relief. We, we've got, yeah, you know, if I was really, if it was <laughs> my best advice before, for golfers is take up boxing on the side because all the, the, the stress you're going to get from playing golf, because golf is one of the most stressful games, you'll release it all uh, boxing or punching a bag or whatever. Yeah, massive. So, yeah.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Okay. No, so, so what's your – what kind of common mistakes have you seen – on the golf course, actually during game times, from other people because you play quite a lot and you play with a lot of friends, some who are really good and some maybe not so good. Yeah. Um, and and when I see common when I say common mistakes, I don't just mean physical, technical mistakes. I mean psychological ones as well because golf is hugely psychological. Well, all sports is, but golf, golf, yeah. especially, there is hugely psychological. You could get someone that's absolutely smashing it up. And then they get onto the green and they're putting or something just falls apart. Or they're seven, eight holes through a game, killing everyone, and then they just completely crumble. So what yeah, kind of common mistakes have you seen from that level of golfer on a
1: golfer? The, so, yeah, I play with... A, there's one guy who I play with who's just a machine. It kills me playing with him because he's, he's unreal. <laughs> he's unreal. But the, most of the other guys are... are um, uh, like i'd say the, the next best there's 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 a couple that i've heard that are actually very good but most of them are in there the low to mids had like t- teens in terms of handicaps so 12 to 16 and then there's a bunch in the high teens and low 20s but uh a lot of the guys like to call me the caddy because i i help people out while i'm playing but i was one of my i say one of my greatest achievements uh, on the golf course was actually my friend craig that uh He's never, ever broken 90 before. He plays over 21. He's played golf for, for probably close to 20 years. And they never broke 90. And I finally helped him do it uh, September, October last year. Nice. And I literally said to him, you're not allowed to make any decisions during this run of golf. I'm going to tell you exactly what shot to play. Da, da, da. So it's actually course management. I'd say the, the biggest issue, excuse me, swearing in, but it's the fuck it moment where people go, oh, I mean, it's, man, it's
0: where we, we like. We like the old swear word."
1: yeah yeah um but it's when people go oh fuck it i'll go for the the wonder shot or you know no guts no glory that's it's bollocks one of the best bits of advice that started me getting playing good again after a year and year and a half of playing really erratic golf was my my coach that i've got now he said to me just play boring golf he's like don't you know because i can as you know as i said we drive the ball a long way so like if it's a 350 yard par four 90% of the time I'd be trying to drive the green and then I'm in the trees and then I'm getting bogey or double bogey. And I'm like, mm. it's the risk reward. So it's take one of the, the, the biggest mistakes is people not taking their medicine. If you're in the trees and there's a small gap, you're not savvy, hit it, play it backwards, play it sideways. Take your medicine, try to get on the green for the next shot. Yeah. You know, or like for instance, he was quite often, I'll, I'll never actually figure that around, but he was quite often, he was about 190 yards from from a green like a par five, a par four, and whatever, and he pulls out his hybrid, and I'm like, no, put it back. He's like, what do you mean? I can get there. I'm like, but you're not gonna. I said to I said to listen to me. I said after, take a put another ball down and, 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 as a as a as a fun ball, and try to play that. I said just take a six iron, put it in the fairway like a hundred yards away, whatever, and then and then to try get on the green for three or whatever it is, and he did it and i said look now try to take your hybrid and of course he the hybrid either he topped or he sliced or whatever and i just said it's just course management so that's definitely the biggest the biggest mistake that myself included but definitely the the mid to high teams and low 20 handicap golfers make cuz they, they look we always they, they we always want to play that amazing shot but for me personally you know, you'll hit a really nice drive that will go for, for someone 200, 180, 200, 250 yards, or whatever. And it's great. You watch it in the air. It's beautiful. It's like literally poetry in motion. Only golfers understand, by the way, this. <laughs> Most people think, like, what? But the best feeling is at the end of that round when you, when you total up your score and you have and shot like some unbelievable score. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how happy he was to break 90. She didn't do 80, 80. He shot an 88. That was massive. And it wasn't an easy course either. So um, it's course, the biggest mistake people make is not is is bad course management, and um, taking on shots they have no right to take on. I'm I'm I, you know I'm at fault for that too sometimes. Um, but there's there's something about golf that you just want to you, you feel like you can play off the shot. Look, if you're playing well, you're playing well. But just play boring golf. That's the that's the best bit of advice I could give people It's literally. Just try, keep it in the fairway. If you're in the trees and you don't have a clear shot or so whatever, take your medicine, hit it out, try again.
0: Interesting. Okay. And what about, I, I think that's a definitely a big one, That That's really good advice for a lot of people. It's course management, not getting carried away, um, not doing more than you think you can do as well. It might come off once in 50 times, yeah, but yeah. most times it won't come off. It's going to really affect your game and you're going to just slide downhill. Yeah. Unless and you've I mean, got a you client, I actually got a client recently um, and he's a big golfer and uh, let's say the guy has got an indifferent temperament and he was, he was playing a game with four or five of his friends. He plays off a low handicap, I think he's like a six as well and he was absolutely flying. He was winning the game and he played a couple of bad shots and for some reason, you know, he's played 10 rounds of, of good shots. He plays one or two bad shots. And that's all he can, all his brain can get stuck on is those two bad shots. And actually, <laughs> he lost his temper so badly, took his golf club, bomb, walloped it against his golf bag. Anyway, goes back, finishes the round, ends up losing the game, comes up like third, finishes the round. And his wife has rung his friend, said, where's so-and-so? I won't mention his name because he might listen to this even though it'd probably would probably appreciate me mentioning him, he'd laugh. I said, where's, where's so-and-so? Why isn't he answering his phone calls? So I don't know. So he goes goes to his bag, picks out his phone, and he smashed his phone to smithereens. Yeah. His <laughs> phone was exactly where he'd walloped it with a golf club. So not only did he lose, he had to spend a few hundred quid on a new phone as well. So yeah, there's thanks. something about that where people just, you know, they they just, like, like you're saying, their course management and also their emotional management is a uh, one or two bad shots doesn't make a bad round no all of a sudden they they just but um one other thing is specific exercises outside the golf course anything you'd recommend in particular i know we spoke again briefly about boxing um and core work etc but any specific exercises whether it's one or three or four that you would recommend people do say on a daily that could improve the mechanics
1: of their game. Any, anything like we said that involves rotation and power. Power. Most people don't think about power because golf is, a, is actually a power sport. Most people think it's a stroll when you hit a ball and then you walk a bit more and then you hit, a bit, you hit another ball. But that, that movement of swinging, especially the full swing, yeah. because golf is a mixture of power and finesse, but it depends on the shots. But the, the full swing we'll talk about, it would be Look, certain things like funny enough, this is like when I'm at the computer a lot. Grip strength's really important. Yeah, that's actually just an easy one. I've got a few little things here that when I'm just sitting on my, on my laptop. Now I'm doing all virtual sessions, so I'm training people online, and I'm constantly just squeezing. So grip strength—that's an easy one because you'd be surprised how important it is for your forearms and your grips to be strong in golf. Yeah, um, doesn't mean hold the club really tight. It just means have a strong grip. Um, Two, anything rotational. If you want to get one bit of equipment to help with golf, it's grab a medicine ball and practice like literally, like almost like a rugby throw, like this. Just yeah, constantly. Yeah. do it against a wall with a heavy, heavy yeah, yeah. ball. Um, anything that's rotational, things with your legs, the squats is obviously a good one because you're driving up. What about
0: things throat. like lunges with
1: rotation? yeah those things but i'd say if you're just thinking okay. golf i'd say more squats with rotation and more squats in general and squat jumps because golf is you're bending and then you're straightening you're standing up into the shot a lot most people might not agree with me but um you're standing up you're, you're exploding but it's it's all that movement all that rotational energy so a lot of like russian twists with the medicine ball while you're sitting on your bum all those things but one of the biggest things most people also forget about is flexibility Um, Massive. Yeah, so lots of back stretches, loads of leg stretches, stretching after the round. Um, All these things help you stay injury free. And um, yeah, look, it's a combination of things, but if I could say anything, it would be squats. um, Definitely squats or weighted squats and squats for rotation. Getting a medicine ball. What was the first one I said as well? Oh, and grip strength.
0: Grip strength, yeah. Okay. I mean, all good tips, because again, golfers seem to neglect their gym work a lot, not professional golfers, but anything below that level, they neglect their gym work massively. Um, And and I think that's important. I mean, if you're not sure um, doing some yoga is always great um, for sure, or you hire a trainer. If you're serious and you've got some money, hire a trainer, hire a personal trainer that knows about sports and being sports specific. That's, that's, you know, that if you're serious about improving your game, sometimes you can just really improve by improving your, your physical ability. Um, yeah. In fact, you can always improve, not sometimes, you can always improve by improving your physical ability. And So, you know, it's no point going to the gym, standing on a cross trainer, doing a bit of this machine and that machine, go and get a trainer a couple of times a week, once, twice a week. Um, and that can really help you in itself. Um, so, I mean, we've covered a lot. It's been really good and looking at the kind of mental side, course management, some things to do outside the um, golf course so in the gym etc what about any literature yeah right.
1: i was just gonna, i was just gonna grab one of them. so books um they all so this is probably one of the most famous um uh, uh authors when it comes if, to if
0: you're, hold that up again for me dude hold that up again for me if you're listening and you're not got the um the video it's the golfers mind by dr bob rotella
1: yeah. So like things like, Bob Retiller, we're not plugging anyone. We don't get anything for plugging. No, we plug in, we're not
0: plugging, we're not plugging.
1: But yeah, I've read so many golf books over the years. I love them um, a lot. They're, that's not, he's not, even, that's not even the best book. I actually lent the best book to a friend as I would have shown that one. But yeah, golf, uh, things. A lot of, I've read pretty much all of Bob Retiller's books. I've read um, some Dave Pelt's ones, which are, which are very interesting I've read, I can't think of the name of the one off have off had. I'll, I'll message you and you can put it in a link because that one is by far the best. Any
0: any books or anything you recommend um, or anything like that, I'll put it in the show notes after.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, but they, they're they just good and they're actually good to read every so often. Like, if you find one book that's really like really helpful, just stick with that one book and just go back to it. I the, the one I lent my friend, it's like literally full of highlight notes. So I can literally, sometimes I can go back. I'll see if this one is as well, actually. So yeah, Look, straight away, like literally. Practices
0: see- practices what he
1: preaches. Yep. So it's just certain highlight notes. So I can just literally flick through a page and read something that, and that just might trigger something. Um, might remind you something that you're on the golf course and you you hit a bad shot. You know, because it's re- it's way easier said than than done to forget about the bad shot, yeah. um, or the three putt you've had or whatever. But um, you know, I definitely think. That's you know the because golf is so mental it's ridiculous. Any any person that who have listened to this video, if they they'll understand that you could be all set ready to play your shot, and on your it's always somehow somehow on, on your backswing. You'll, the thought will come into your head like don't hit it right or don't top it or don't slice it. What will happen immediately? I have like almost 98% of the time you will do what you thought don't do. Yeah, and it's just, sometimes those thoughts wow. creep in, but. It's, it's about like red, red
0: car syndrome, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That you
0: think about it, and that's it. Just, just it all goes goes
1: to bits. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, definitely golf literature. I find it so useful. Actually, I've I've still got a couple of books that I want to read. I want to reread the one that I can't think of the name of um, again. But it's just, especially time like this. I've got so much t- uh, free time on my hand, on, on my hands. That you know, it's just good to do. And that actually, if you're if you're really into a golf, it's just enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I would definitely recommend that. But, you know, the biggest thing for me is practice smart with your golf. That's the main thing that you can do. Just literally... Not too
0: often and be a little bit more specific about what it is you want to achieve.
1: Yeah, you want to hit the ball further. You want to hit the ball further. One, it's not what you do... Going to the range and hitting driver every time isn't going to help you hit further. Buying a new club is very rarely going to help you hit the ball further. Yeah, new, t- new technology comes out that you can hit the ball five, ten yards further. Yeah, but so can everyone <laughs> Yeah, but in terms of actually getting getting better control and distance on, on your irons, especially practice that drill I told you about. So we get a peg. T-peg. peg is about this long. I so if you're an, if you're a high handicapper, go about two. Well, it's probably about this. Go about two t pegs distance behind the ball. Have the t peg like this way when the ball's here, and try take your club away and hit the ball without hitting the t peg. And then as you get better, get bring the t peg closer to the ball. Just things. Practice one thing at a time. Don't try practice a bit of everything. You know, yeah. if you if you like for me, my driving is the worst. So what I do at the range is I will hit more drives. So if I'm if I'm practicing an all round thing where I'm doing the whole visualization thing, that's fine. But if I'm working on my driver, sometimes I'll go there with the the driver with a driver and a three-wood and I'll hit 60 drives and and I'll even play around with it. I'll practice driving off the deck. I'll practice um, trying to shape different shots, you know, just to get more confident. So it's practicing one thing at a time. Don't do too much too soon. Um, I would definitely say play, try it. I'd say to to anyone, try play boring golf, especially the the mid to high handicapper. Don't go for any heroics. Just see if I'm wrong. Leave a comment down below. I just and, and Louis, don't tell me.
0: <laughs> no, but they, 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 there's always something to be taken. If you're not, if you're never doing that, if you're always playing aggressive, um, risky golf and you know you're not improving and you're and you're not winning, then you've got to try something else. And unless you try something for not once, for two, three, four months at a time, then you know ultimately you're not going to know. So, only a narrow minded person isn't open minded to. To and different things. So it's it's all great advice. Everything that you've given today is great advice. And I know you could go, you could probably talk for two, three hours and really be a lot more specific and in depth because I know it's a, a real passion of yours, but we just don't have that time. <clears throat> yeah. um, but essentially, if someone could take four or five things out of today's podcast, they can improve their golf. They can get a good coach, look to get a good one training.
1: thing I forgot like to mention, actually, another thing. Sorry, right. I just was, before I forget. But another thing people do is they'll they'll they will change coach too often. That's another end of the spectrum. But right. one, they'll do that. But two, they will. Like a friend of mine, he he's you know, ever since he got a dog, he's kind of stopped playing golf. But he he got obsessed. But he would look at really? it. Like, it was I don't know, really weird. Anyway, it's <laughs> <but>, um, <laughs> so random. Some some but, dog. <laughs> yeah, literally, he got a little little sausage dog and he, does, he, he plays golf like three times a year he was literally playing two three times a week um, they treat it like, like a proper bait anyway mm-hmm. um, nice. and um, he would have a lesson with someone and then he would go online and look at loads of YouTube videos and he would get so much information and he would never get any better and I was like I said to him just focus on, get, have lessons from your coach focus on it work on one thing but another thing is also you practice to to for repetition once you so for me once I'm on the golf course if I'm thinking about just say from golfers on say if I'm if I'm working on turning my hands over on the follow-through or a setup up position set up positions are easy actually because you can think about that on, on the courses but you not you don't want to have lots of swing mechanics in your thought process when you're, when you're playing a shot you do it in your practice swings and then you literally look at the ball you visualize the shot you play your you, you play your shot any good golfer I've read all the books I'm not. I'm not amazing. I've owned up. I'm a six handicap. There's lots of golfers out there better than me. But you want to think about it as little as you want to just focus on the shot. What the shot's going to look like. Play the shot. You don't want to be thinking. I need to draw my hands back. I need to flex the wrists. I need to hold it here. I need to keep my elbow tucked in more. I can't have it winging out. I want. Mean, I. You know. There's so many. Like things. it autonomous. Yeah. So you practice on the range. What you want to do on the course, or you practice on the on the practice. <coughs> practice yeah. Breathe. And then when you're on the course, you just want to you just want to swing. You want to have as little thought process as possible. For me personally, I will have one thing I'll think about on the uh, on my swing. One thing that I'm working on. The rest, I just don't. I just feel. You know, I don't think. Okay, bring it back there, 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 there. Follow through. Da, 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 da. I just think about one thing, and it's just to simplify it. So on the range, think about it. Make all the mistakes on the range. Come on the course, just play. Interesting, sorry, carry on.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's um, you know, people are going to hear a lot more value on today's podcast from you talking to me because that's what it's for. Um, but I mean, to take away, like I said, you've given some great tips, and that would be to get a coach if you haven't got one already. Um, look at getting a trainer, personal trainer to improve your physical form if you haven't got one already, or doing some yoga. Um, or just Lines,
1: yeah, trainer stuff you can look on that. That, that they can look online for, for on YouTube for. Golf. As long as they'll
0: do it, you know what people are like. As long as yeah, people yeah, do so. it, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: and be consistent with it. Um, course management, I thought, think that was probably your your best tip of today for sure. Um, yeah. A great one. We went through having better course management and you know maybe being a little bit less risky um, with the things that you're doing on the golf course. Um, some books that you mentioned, some literature that you mentioned, Um, just being smarter with the way that you practice, not over practicing, but aimlessly. Yeah. Um, I think they're all great tips. I mean, is there, I know you've got to shoot, I know you've got some work to go back to. Is there um, any, anywhere that people can find you if they want to get in contact with you, whether it's regarding training, coaching, or anything like that? Um, Do you have an Instagram or an email or anything along those lines?
1: Uh, I did have an Instagram, but I just actually haven't used it. I need to get back into the whole uh, Instagram thing. I'm going to start off. The what? Up. Pardon? Is it still live, your Instagram? I, I think so. It's the Everyday Golfer. Yeah, so the Everyday I, I, Golfer, just, yeah? but, As you know, i got too busy with the PT work. So I uh, I went from doing 30 sessions a week to like 50 sessions a week and, with all the travel. But yeah, that's something I'm going to be doing the spring, summer is the Everyday Golfer. Um yeah. Hit me on messages on there i'm going to be posting things and drills and tips i've still got a whole library of things that i want to actually put up just to help people out whoever wants them nice. um and you can directly you can I, I definitely have it on my phone i just got a new phone so just trying to sort that out and um yeah
0: cool awesome man thanks for having um thanks for coming on rather i really exactly. appreciate it i know people are going to get um, really good takeaway from this today um Guys, if you've got any kind of questions or things we haven't covered, leave them in the comment section below. Um, if it's on YouTube or just knock me over an email. Um, but it's, mate, it's been great having you on today and uh, we'll do it again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, we should actually do, what we should do next time is let's do a different, we can just do like a half an hour, 45 minute on one section of golf, like short game, putting and I'll go into more depth.
0: Yeah, I think people would love that, definitely. Let's do All that. Right. We'll book it in. We'll get on. All
1: right, we've got time. Bye, <laughs> See you later. Have
0: a good one. Thanks, man. Take care.